This is a Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 475. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and I'm joined today by our producer and scheduler and other awesome things doer person, Matthew Marister. <laughs> What's up, man? Just happy to happy to have you still uh, calling me out and having you come having me come on the on the podcast. Nobody's, you know demanded that i get a uh, axe from the list so that's good thanks listeners so try to try to keep coming with some good content well some of them are trying to axe me because <laughs> of uh, some audio quality issues in uh, recent weeks actually it probably goes back a couple of months to be honest it's been intermittent uh even within an episode it's been intermittent so just know i i slash we are aware of that and uh, hope to try something else entirely today and hopefully it is the the fix uh, for at least the, the 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 immediate future. So anyway, welcome to today's show. Today's topic is speed or accuracy and how can we get better at both? Be an interesting topic and it ties in with our shooter ready challenge for the month of January. Just released a few days ago on shooterreadychallenge.com. That's where you can go and watch the latest video uh, about the shooter ready challenge. We do this monthly challenge, uh, challenging you to uh, get off your butts, get off those couches, get out of those lazy boys, uh, turn off the TV. Or if you want to do it with the TV in the background, that's fine. But I prefer to focus when I do my dry fire. But get off your butts and get out there and practice dry fire. All right. It's a valuable training tool, especially these in, in this day and age with the way ammunition availability and costs are. So, uh, guys, go to shootratedchallenge.com and participate. All right. Watch the videos and use, those, use these videos and the things I talk about as ideas for how you can do dry fire practice better and get better. Uh, again, ShooterRateChallenge.com is where to find it. This this episode and Shooter Rate Challenge is sponsored by LASRAPP.com. L- that's LaserApp.com in case you're wondering. Uh, head on over to LASRAPP.com and learn about the Laser Activated Shot Reporter System which is, in my opinion, the best dry fire laser feedback tool in the on the market. All right. So the new Laser X software is the latest and greatest, and is continually being updated and improved, and features added to it. It has a whole set of built-in challenges, which was kind of the basis for Shooter Ray Challenge in the beginning, for the first year that we did Shooter Ray Challenge. Uh, so using those challenges is, is really cool uh, and a great tool. Um, but uh, you can also just do freestyle practice or use it to provide metrics or measure your performance in dry fire, including stuff like your draw time and speed, uh, time between shots, a- theoretical accuracy on targets. Again, this is all done in the comfort of your home uh, with walls pasted up on or with targets pasted up on your walls and using laser 
dry fire tools like the next level training cert pistol or things like our laser dot training cartridge sold by readyupgear.com that you fire your shots on your target and the camera sees and records that data in the software. It's fantastic. Okay. It's again, it is one of the only, only, only ways you can get exact, precise, accurate measurement of performance in dry fire. Um, again, I mentioned just a second ago, Next Level Training and their fantastic cert pistols. Go to nextleveltraining.com. They're also supporters of this podcast and of shooterreadychallenge.com. Head on over to nextleveltraining.com, pick up a cert pistol today. That's uh, the tool I use when I particularly want to measure dry fire performance with multiple shots. All right. <clears throat> so let's get into it. Speed or accuracy? Matthew, you watched Shooter Ready Challenge, I take it? Yep, yep. All right, your 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 first take. Like, what what's your thoughts? Yeah, so Shooter Ready Challenge, I'll just give you the overview, and then you can dive into to you know the the specifics about it. But um, you know, we on other episodes of Shooter Ready Challenge, you've kind of mentioned about uh, speed mode and accuracy mode, and why. Both of them are very important in training, like holistically in that respect, right? Like um, we can't we can't train specifically for speed all the time or specifically for accuracy all the time because, you know, shooting quickly, whether it's a defensive context or, or in a competitive context, it's a balance of the two. Right. So we have to kind of um, define what what is accurate accuracy, what is speed relevant to the problem we're trying to solve. And then how can we train um, each of those aspects? So we, you know, don't build training scars um, as far as doing something, trying to go too quick at the beginning and not getting the fundamentals right, or on the other extreme, getting the fundamentals so right, but never kind of pressure testing it by speed um, and kind of, you know, flatlining our plateau of, of learning um, or, or, you know, increasing our skill level, I guess. Um, so I think, um, you know, you utilize the, the software again really well to, to kind of balance those two or, or to kind of uh, be able to use both of them to your advantage. Yeah. So I mentioned the built-in challenges in the Laser X app. And um, one of the cool things they do in those challenges is they have they don't refer to them as accuracy mode, speed mode, and match mode or real mode, for instance. But but that's what it is. You know, there's there's a speed component. So you do whatever drill it is that the challenge is based around. You do it uh, with an accuracy focus, um, and the way that works is the software doesn't doesn't penalize you for how long it takes you to make a shot. Uh, it just measures purely how accurate your shots are. And the idea when you're working through those challenges is that you do some number of repetitions or for however you know much period of time you do that particular drill solely focused on perfect, you know, as perfect of accuracy as you can get. Uh, so good shots. Uh, time is not even in, factoring into the equation. Then after you've done 
a number of repetitions and you've earned, and that's the thing with the challenges. It's kind of cool. You can earn one, two, and three stars depending on your performance. And, you know, if, if you, uh, I typically tried to get at least two stars before I moved on to something else. Uh, getting three is ideal. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, you, you, you decide when it is time for you to move on. And then the next thing you move on to is the speed challenge. And now you're doing the same drill, but accuracy is no longer a factor. Uh, and by that, you know, we have to be somewhere on the target paper for the software to read our hits. Um, so there's some, you know, there's a very loose standard of accuracy that has to be has to be there at least in order to capture the data to begin with. But uh, but the point is is that, that, the, that the accuracy is no longer a factor in the equation, but now it's purely about how fast can I do this drill. And that's a really great uh, natural progression for a lot of people, and it's a good way of approaching things um, to an extent, and I'll explain what, what that extent is. Um, but, but the idea is that we're, we're working on accuracy, and then we're working on speed, right? But then at some point, we have to put the two together. And that's where it gets tricky for people, right? Um, because a lot of times, I mean, to be honest, you know, if I'm speaking honestly with you, I think that the meeting the accuracy standard is the easy, it's, that's the easy part. Okay. Um, there, there, and so, so now for me to come back to that comment, I made a moment ago about that, that there's this extent, there's this limit that we reach, um, as we're trying to develop our, our skill and our performance. And, And what that is, is that there's a point where accuracy becomes, I think, less of a focus. Uh, at least it has become so for me. And by that, I don't mean that I ha- that I let my accuracy suffer. I mean that I've practiced to a point where I know I can make all the shots that are required of me. Okay, my accuracy level is already pretty high. Okay. Uh, and so, so now most of my dry fire practice is a little more focused on developing speed or putting speed and accuracy together. Okay. I spend very little actually just working on accuracy. This is where it gets interesting because there are some other products out there, including, um, one very popular one that I'm not going to mention by name because there's starting to be a little more of a competition between, this product and and the laser app software, but uh, um, and, and it has a lot of great merits to it, and we've talked about it many times on this podcast very favorably. And I'm still you know a user of that product, but in different contexts. But what I see most people using that other product for is working on things that are accuracy related. And again, accuracy is good, and we can always get a little bit better, but there's definitely a point we hit where diminishing returns really set in, and it's like, well, I could continue getting better, but I just need to know that I can hit, you know, if, if I'm shooting slow fire, okay, so this would be a good this would be a good standard. This would be a good point to make, Matthew. If you, in slow fire, meaning you take as long as you need to to make an accurate shot, in slow fire, if you can shoot a 100 on a B8 target at 25 yards, 
I don't think there's a whole lot more that you really need to work on accuracy wise. Okay. That, that to me is the standard. If you can score a 100 on a B8 target, okay, in the center, that, that, the, the 10 ring on a B8 target is uh, 3.36 inches, I believe. If you can group 3.36 inches at 25 yards and slow fire, everything else that you really need to work on is more of a, it's, it's, it's applying that accuracy potential within a time standard. If that makes sense, okay. So we we could you could say, well, I want to be able to drill, you know, I want to be able to shoot three point three six inch groups at fifty yards. Well, good on you, but you don't really need that level of accuracy performance for practical purposes. And by that, I mean whether it's competition shooting, as far as uh, action pistol shooting, whether it's USPSA or IDPA, IPSC, you know, that kind of thing, you don't need to be more accurate than than what I just explained, okay? And in a self-defense context, yeah, you really don't need to be, you don't need to be able to make three-inch groups of 50 yards, okay? So if you cannot shoot a a 100 score on a B8 target at 25 yards, then yeah, you have some work you can do on accuracy. And and so do that. Okay. But there comes a point where, and that's, that's, you know, I've been there for a while. I can shoot, you know, slow fire B8s, hundred score, you know, pretty darn consistently. And occasionally I make mistakes. It's true. But with consistency, I, in slow fire, I can drill a hundred all day long. So, now the focus becomes more on the speed side of the equation for for me. So most of my time is, well, can I get better? Can I get faster at my draw? Okay, well, I've gotten that down pretty good. So now it's really another point of diminishing returns on draw. So, okay, what else? Well, my reload. My reload, frankly, still kind of sucks. Now, I haven't put a lot of emphasis into it in recent history because performing a reload in a defensive context or a tactical one is not that high a probability. So for, for me, my focus has been, I need to know, I, I need to know and have confidence that I can hit the targets that I want to hit accuracy wise. Okay. Met that standard. Now I need to know I can get my gun out in a in a certain time frame or to a certain standard. If you can do it consistently in less than a second, okay, you meet that standard. Like now it's all about diminishing returns if you're going to go beyond that, right? So now it's like, well, what what are the what are the other things? Okay, and there's a lot of them. But in dry fire, something that makes a lot of sense for me to work on because it it costs very little to do. And it's just a great place to work on it and stuff like reloads. And now reloads are a lot more important to me in the competition world, you know, that I spend a lot of my time competing now in as well. So, so now it's all, you know, so now what's my goal? My goal is to be able to perform a consistent one second reload. All right. Right now I'm like 1.2, 1.25, but there's plenty of times I still flub it and end up at 1.5 or 1.75. So I really need to get more consistent at 1.25 and then I got to get, you know, more consistent 
you know, even faster than that to, to hit the, the standard that I'm going for. So does that make sense? So, so anyway, point is backing that all up, there's accuracy and there's speed. Um, you need to know that you can make certain shots accuracy wise, but there comes a point where it just becomes all about speed and, and then applying that accuracy within that context of speed. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the, the, the old, I mean, I, I'm sure as you guys have probably scrolled through Facebook posts and stuff like that, almost inevitably in like these chat rooms, you'll see, um, or chat groups or whatever, um, you'll see somebody post a, a picture of their target and it'll be like the center will be completely blown out. And um, they're like, hey, how, how is this at, you know, this was at 10 yards and, you know, a box of ammo. And, but there's no context to it. It's, well, did that take you 15 minutes to shoot that? Did it take you two seconds, right? Like w- there's no context. So accuracy without, without speed, there, there's probably, there's times where you could, you can take a very accurate shot and, and you, you know, you need to hit a 10 ring, um, you know, a dime size hole at, you know, I don't know, 10 yards or whatever. There's probably application for that. Um, but there's also application that, you know, more probable application, especially since we're talking about defensive shooting, um, where we have to kind of identify what is accuracy, right? Because like in, in, if we just say, you know, um, sometimes accuracy isn't as important as speed, there's always somebody's going to stand up and say, well, if you miss, it doesn't matter. Like accuracy is, you know, is very important, of course, right? Like, but what it, what do we define as accuracy in these contexts? You know, at, at five yards, accuracy might be, you know, a six inch circle, right? Like anything in that six inch circle, of course, I want to tight groups if I can, but it, it, you know, accuracy is accuracy. So, um, sometimes we get so kind of focused on, I must be completely accurate that it's hard for us to push ourselves and get to the point where we start missing because we're trying to add speed in there. And so I, I see that with students a lot, and I'm sure you do too. Like we're so focused on, we have to get hits that even in training, we don't allow ourselves to, to kind of, um, push it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So let, let me come back to this comment that, uh, Shad in our Facebook comments made a few minutes ago and I told him I would come back to it. And Shad says, uh, speed isn't worth anything without accuracy. Slow is smooth is fast. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to preface this by saying go back and listen to the episode 472 that I just did with Tim Heron a couple episodes ago and listen to what he has to say about slow is smooth smooth is fast or that that kind of that concept all right um and I'm going to I'm going to add some more thoughts to that as well here in just a moment but let's address the speed isn't worth anything without accuracy so there is this this thought process that um, accuracy trumps all. Um, it's like the old Wyatt Earp quote, you know, right? Like um, speed is fine and accuracy is final or something to that effect, right? Um, yes, we, I understand the concept that 
speed is irrelevant if you can't hit what you're trying to shoot. And that's, that was my, that's, that's based in the point I was making, making a moment ago about, yeah, we need to know, like we need to establish an accuracy standard for ourselves. We need to know what we are capable of. We need to know what we can do accuracy wise, because it, it doesn't make any sense at all to, to really do anything. If I can't just hit the target, right? Like that, that is, that is the basis. We have to be able to hit a target. And go back to last week's episode, you and I did, Matthew. We talked about, you know, what are some of the uh, most important skills CCWers need to have. Uh, there's There was definitely some meat in that episode that, that kind of touches on this as well, that, you know, that, that there's, there's, there's some basic fundamentals, if you will, foundational skills, techniques, et cetera, that like, I mean, as far as hold that gun still, press trigger without moving gun off target, you know, and fire the shot kind of uh, approach, you know, basically hold the gun on target while we press the trigger without disrupting the side alignment. That That's, that's as simple as it can get um, as far as explaining how we hit something we're trying to hit. Um, but yes, it's true that if, if accuracy doesn't exist, then nothing else really matters. So we have to have that that basic that that baseline performance in terms of accuracy. But let's flip this around, right? Is it can it be said that accuracy isn't worth anything without speed? Well, I think it's fair to say that that's not always true. But I would say that in many defensive or tactical situations, it is true, right? Because maybe you're the world's best bullseye shooter, but you're used to taking all kinds of time to make those great shots, right? And you've never spent any time or put it in a lot of effort to pushing yourself in terms of that speed. Well, there are problems that regardless of how good of a shot you are, will not be solved if you don't have some kind of speed involved, right? So yes, there are situations where accuracy isn't anything, isn't worth anything if you don't get it t- done in, in time enough, right? You've, you've got a shot timer in a gunfight. We don't know when the beep goes off and there is no beep, right? But at some point, that go signal makes itself known and it's time to go and we have it's us against our opponent right that's that's the par time the par time is you know as soon as that go signal happens 0.1 second 0.2 0.3 0.4 the time is ticking up and the par time of when i need to get my work done by that meaning getting my rounds on him on my threat that par time is however long it takes for him to do the same to me right? It's a race against each other. We don't know what that part-time is. We don't know how skilled our opponent is. They could be the lousiest shot in the universe, but hey, even monkeys fall out of trees, right? So, so they might get lucky and that, you know, we don't know. We don't know. But what, what I, what I can tell you is that I want to be as fast as I can be while still also being reasonably accurate. 
Okay, so so to Shad's point here, speed isn't worth anything without accuracy. Yeah, true, but 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 it doesn't mean that speed isn't important. In fact, in some contexts, it's extremely important. Okay, because if we are in an entangled situation, if we are right up there with our with our adversary, with our opponent, okay, accuracy. I mean, it is sort of irrelevant. If you can't point shoot on somebody that's arm's length away, then there's something wrong with you. Like you suck, right? Speed is like if we're we're measuring things on a scale, accuracy at that point is like a one and speed is a 99 in terms of importance, Mm -hmm. right? Because honestly, and actually Matt Little just talked about this last night in our Guardian Nation live event. Guys, if you missed that, you either want to be a Guardian Nation member so you can go back and catch it. And if you already are a Guardian Nation member, go watch the uh, the live uh, uh, event. Now, I don't think it's been published in the members area yet, but it will be here soon within a couple of days. Um, you know, he talked about how there's 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 context where, yeah, you just you just want to get around on target somewhere because by doing so, it starts changing what's going on in the fight, right? It, it that even if we don't hit them high center mass where we want to, we hit them a little bit lower or in a lot less vital location. Yeah, that's not ideal, but sometimes there's context where that makes sense. I just want to get around on them because by doing that, that changes the variables because they may that may cause them to react to being hit. Not always, but it, but it, a lot of times it, it 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 might it will. So. So again, there's there's context where speed is really, really, really important and accuracy less so. And there's context where accuracy takes takes front and center stage. But a lot of the times, we need a good combination of both. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and you know, I'll just throw this throw this in there, kind of again to reinforce what you're saying is about context and about situationally dependent facts, right? Like, or or, or factors that play a role in the fight. You know, um, we may be in close proximity, but a quick draw isn't what we need, right? We might need a surreptitious draw or, or wait yep. for a specific time, and then, and so, or we may be at a good distance and a quick draw is what's necessary because, you know, think about the Jack Wilson incident. Uh, you know, he was at a distance and if we, we assume that, okay, we're at distance, we have more time. That's not necessarily the true because this guy was actively executing people around him. So a quick draw and the ability to also apply, um, you know, an accuracy shot um, was important. So we, and we have to understand that like, these aren't in situations that are, are that we get to determine. We may be running, we may be moving. We might've just been running right Um, to, you know, active shooter or something and we're running and then we have to fight. So it's like, um, it's hard to base everything that we do on how accurate can I shoot or how fast can I draw it? There's, we have to look at it at a bigger, at, at these skills in a bigger context, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Comment here from Roy on Facebook. He says, I can put a full clip magazine for my 45 and a six inch plate. All right, Roy, I'm going to ask you to comment some more. All right. 
tell us at what distance can you do that and in what amount of time, all right? I'll be waiting for your answer. I want to know what distance and how fast. Like, tell me precisely in what amount of time you can do that, all right? So a full magazine, and you said 45. I don't know. Is that 1911? Let's just go with that. Let's say 1911, eight rounds in a six-inch plate, okay? All right? Tell me tell me distance and time that you can do that in, all right? Shad uh, says... Uh, Understand your point. You shouldn't be pushing speed beyond the accuracy you need in any situation. And that is the key. Okay. So how do we get the right balance of accurate speed? How? That, that, that's really what we're here to talk about today, or at least uh, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, one thing. The whole like slow is smooth, smooth is fast uh, saying. Again, go back to and listen to the conversation I had with uh, Tim Heron about that in, in episode 472. But uh, here's something I'll throw out about that. Just by practicing things slowly does not automatically mean you will get smoother and whatever that means, by the way. And by so doing that does not automatically mean you're going to get faster. Just because you do slow repetitions does not automatically lead to you doing those things fast at some point, okay? It, it, it will to, a, to an extent as far as like the more times we do something, the easier it becomes and, and naturally because of the way our brain and our bodies learn and develop, it we're going to have some natural inherent efficiency or speed that occurs as a result of just doing things again and again and again and again. But I will tell you in the context of drawing and shooting a gun quickly and accurately, that that only gets you so far and it isn't far enough. All right. Doing things slowly does not automatically lead to you doing them well and doing them quickly. That's why we have accuracy mode and speed mode practice. Okay, so in the shooter aid challenge, we define what those are. This the video this month. Talk about you know accuracy is practicing accuracy with no thoughts or consideration for speed, just working on what what skills are applied to uh, get a desired result in terms of accuracy. Right, speed mode practice is. Doing so, let's just let's just use the draw as an example. Okay, drawing from a holster, getting the gun up on target, firing, say, just one shot. All right. Well, we throw the accuracy standard out the window, and we just try to physically do those things as fast as we can within within reasonable limits, right? Because like if you're just going fast for the sake of going fast, but your technique is all jacked up, then it's kind of pointless as well, right? So so we want to, you know, we're going to do slow repetitions to learn accuracy, but also to learn how to do things hopefully correctly with the right technique, right? And, and, and this this kind of is drawing upon Scott Jelinski's, uh, he has kind of a famous uh, uh, quote, if you will, that, uh, oh, shoot, let me see if I can 
if I can quote it um, accurately. In fact, I have it written down here. Um, I normally can pull this right out of my butt, but I'm uh, um, not remembering right now as well as I want to. I thought I had it jotted down here. But anyway, speed, oh, speed and accuracy come from technique or from efficiency. Efficiency comes from technique. I think, I think, did I, I think, did I, I get that right? Speed and accuracy come from efficiency and efficiency comes from technique. Okay. So we got to do things correctly. That's what that's saying. Doing it correctly in the most efficient manner. So my hands and everything getting to the gun in the shortest path. Okay. The most efficient way is going to result in speed. Getting the gun out of the holster, getting my hands joined together, right, on the grip, and getting that out to the target in the shortest, most efficient path and method, like that's going to be, that's going to result in efficient technique. That's going to give me speed and accuracy because. As I do that correctly and with efficiency, not only am I going to get faster, but my presentation and everything is going to be more consistent. More consistency is going to mean accuracy is going to improve. So um, there's a lot here to, to really dig into and, 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 and think about. But just understand that, um, that working on things slowly does not automatically lead to doing those things well and doing them at speed. Getting fast, basically what I'm saying here is to get more accurate, we need to work on accuracy. To get faster, we need to work on doing things faster. And being, you, you know, let me let me add something in that helps me and sometimes um, I, I, it resonated with some students and maybe some of the listeners will resonate with. Um, sometimes it's about doing things faster and sometimes it's about doing things sooner like more efficiently, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we can only physically move so fast, right? We all understand that. And some people move quicker than others in certain aspects. Um, but if we can squeeze the trigger sooner, um, we may not have to necessarily move any faster as long as we're being more efficient. And so I think that that's um, a distinction that sometimes gets lost because we're just frenetically trying to move faster but due to our limitations of being humans, we either can't see the sights quickly enough or we just can't present the gun any quicker or whatnot. So uh, to, to kind of like continue to just frenetically do these same motions, you're not necessarily going to get faster or more efficient. Um, you, you have to understand, you know, the technique. Somebody will say, OK, well, if you do this, you're doing all these things good. But if you do this just by merely not swinging your arm out this way or keeping it closer to your body, you're probably going to cut off a quarter of a second just by doing that. You don't have to move anything else faster. And so it's those types of things that once you hit that plateau that we're working on, we're doing things sooner, we're being more efficient because we have the technique down already. Um, we're just kind of like fine tuning it and, and doing that. So. Yeah, no, and I'm glad you, you uh, that you're talking about that. Uh, and and that's I use the word sooner all the time as well. Um, please know that there are a lot of times I might say faster, and ultimately what I really am saying is less in, doing things in less time. Mm -hmm. Okay, and what doing things in less time is is doing things sooner. 
What, what's the distinction? So, so sooner is pretty much always faster, but faster is not always sooner, right? So, and, and, and what I mean by that is you can have a lot of speed, for instance, like let's say we set up a simple drill, box A and box B, and 10 yards away or 12 yards away, we have a single plate, an eight inch steel plate. All right. And I say, okay, on the beep, I want you to draw and you're in, you're standing in box A. I want you to fire two rounds on that plate and then run to box B and fire two rounds on that plate again. All right. You could take a shooter. You could take two shooters. You can take one that is young, in good shape, you know, lightweight, but strong. And they will be able to cover that distance from box A to box B really fast, right? That, you know, they can, they can draw, fire those two rounds, and then they just explode out of that box and they go full speed into box B and they get in the box B and then they, you know, get set up and try to get those, those two last shots on the plate, right? So that's one person. And you take someone like me that's more middle-aged now and, and a little heavier than I used to be and, and uglier too. And, uh, um, you know, I got, let's just say that my skill with this younger, lighter, faster shooter is pretty, pretty well matched in terms of draw speed and, and shooting ability. But he's got that raw speed exploding out of box A and running to box B. I don't, but yet I've seen shooters I can beat all day long. And why is that? Well, because shooter A or shooter one, I guess, don't get get confused with box A and box B, their approach might be stand there, draw, fire two rounds, then take off, right? And then come into box B and they got to come into box B and get, and get, you know, put the brakes on, get their feet underneath them again, get balanced, get the gun up on target and fire two more rounds. Meanwhile, what, what would my approach be? I would draw, and as I was drawing, my right foot would start kind of, I'd start lifting a little bit off, okay? As my gun comes up on target, I'd see my dot, my red dot on, on the target. I'd fire shot one. My right foot would start to move. I would start, I would fire shot two. And as this is all happening, my, my foot's coming up. It's starting to step out of the box without leaving the box yet, my body's starting to lean. And then that second shot is fired. And as soon as that second shot's fired, I'm off. But I've already set myself up and and started changing my momentum to be leaving as I'm firing that second, you know, that first and second shot, especially. And then I'm moving over to box B. And as I'm coming into box B, I'm coming in, you know, I'm, 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 I'm starting to shorten up my steps as I'm approaching the box. My gun is coming up in front of my face before my first foot steps into the box. I'm going to see my dot on or near the target. That first foot gets in the box. I'm refining that sight picture as my second foot lifts to come into the box and join my first foot. I'm firing the first shot. Bang, bang. Okay. And my shooting will probably be a little bit slower split wise because my shots are a little bit, uh, 
a little, you know, I have to be a little more careful because I'm not in as stable as a position doing things in this manner. Um, and my overall running speed will be slower because I'm, I'm just slower than the, than the younger, faster kid. But we could, I, I've seen this done and I've done this to people all the time. And I beat, I beat some young people in a match last Saturday on one stage. I, the next fastest time to me was like seven or eight seconds slower on one stage. And why was that? And there was a young, nice, young, really fast moving kid. Okay. And he's, he's a, he's an up and comer. He's going to be a really good shooter, a really good uh, competitor before long. But I smoked him. He, if you looked at him run the stage, I'm sure he, he, I didn't actually see him shoot it, but I'm sure he just looked like he was flying through that thing. But he, he probably also had a bunch of makeup shots on steel and, and some other, you know, inefficiencies that were lost. Never, you know, just, Nevertheless, you know, even with all that speed, he's losing some efficiency because he's not setting himself up to be more efficient, right? Like the way I described it, I'm going to shoot a little bit slower, but I'm going to make those hits count, but I'm going to get my body moving sooner and earlier, and I'm going to get my gun up on target sooner and earlier as I'm coming into box B and taking those shots. That's the idea, okay? So I, I use that as an example because faster is not always sooner or less time. Okay. And then that's really key. And don't get tricked into believing what your eyes tell you, right? Because you might look at two different shooters shooting the same stage or drill and go, well, that one looks faster than this one. But the timer is what counts and the timer doesn't lie. And just because something looks fast doesn't mean it actually is fast. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you totally. Um, and I think, you know, if, if for somebody who's not, hasn't refined their abilities to that point, right? Like you, you spend a lot of time shooting and competing and running. There's a lot of people out there that are listening that don't have the ability to move on range, um, to do these things, uh, live fire, right? They're restrictive ranges, or they just have never really thought about it, right? Like, um, how do I shoot? coming into a position or leaving a position, how do I become more efficient in all the things, not just draw stroke, but, you know, like, like your, your example, moving and and things like that. So um, I think this is another plug for dry fire, you know, like you may not be able to um, run around on a range or, or move from two different points. But if you can set that up in your, in your home somehow where you have a, a little area to move around in, these are really important skills that you can practice through dry fire um, that, you know, and obviously there's nothing that replaces live fire, but um, this is where you could get your feet wet and start kind of refining those basic skills. And then, you know, um, you, ha- you have that foundation to kind of um, work from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. So, starting to build some more off of the how do we get faster or how or excuse me how do we get better at both things right because because essentially what we're saying up to this point in this episode is when you um when, when we're talking speed and we're talking accuracy you need to choose one or the other that is your focus particularly when you're practicing again to a point because I don't want to give away the whole you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to give away the whole farm here. So, so, but, but what, what I'm saying up to this point is practice accuracy 
and practice speed, okay? Beware of doing things and trying to do them both at the same time and say to yourself that you're working on both at the same time. That's not how it works. Let me give you an example. Let's say, you, let's say you're shooting a build drill, classic drill, right? So let's say you're, you're trying to get that gold standard two second or less clean build drill, right? It's a high bar for, for shooters, for most shooters especially, okay? So let's say you run it, all right? And you run the build drill and you shoot it in, in uh, uh, well, let's say that you shoot it in 2.1 seconds and it's clean. So all six good hits, great. Got my hits, but I didn't get the time standard. I was 0.1 second over the two seconds. All right, let's run it again. And so this time I run it again, and I think to myself, I'm just going to try to get my hand to the gun a little bit earlier, a little bit sooner, okay? I, I'm going to make just one little tweak to what I was doing, see if I can't buy myself a little more time. All right, here we go. Let's do it again. Boom. And I run it again, and this time I run it in 1.96 seconds. But I drop one shot. Hmm. This is the this is the dilemma for so many shooters when they're trying to get faster and accurate at the same time. And they will work on stuff and they'll run drills side by side, and one drill will be faster than the other, but less accurate, and the other one will be more accurate, but less slow or less fast. And then they're sitting there going, crap, you know, like, it's so frustrating. Like, I, I just want to get two seconds or less all hits in the A zone. And no matter what you do, it seems like you're bouncing all around that. You can do it faster, but drop a shot or two, or you can do, you get all your hits and be a little bit slower. And, and that doesn't really help you, okay? It, it, can be, it can be frustrating as a shooter to sit there and go, what am I missing? How do I get this under the two seconds and get all my hits? It is very difficult to work on both speed and accuracy at the same time. And if that's what you're doing, which is what most people do when they work on drills, you're going to get frustrated because you're going to do this dance back and forth, back and forth, slower, faster, slower, faster, more accurate, less accurate, back and forth, back and forth. Okay? So, what I'd propose is shoot a build drill in whatever time it takes to get all your hits. All right? So let's just say I, I'm, I'm at the range. I'm practicing. Shot timer goes off. Beep. I draw, and I don't try to rush anything, but I, you know, I do a pretty good draw. I get my gun up on target, and I just fire six good shots. And let's say my time was 2.5, 2.50. I'm a half second slower than where I want to be. And let's just say that I just shot that 2.1 build drill all clean, and now I'm doing it at 2.5 clean. Ah, oh, man, like, well, I know I can do 2.1, but no, 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 don't, don't worry about that. Just shoot it a couple of times and just, just shoot it at a, at a pace that you know you can get all six hits no matter what you do. And, and pay attention to what you're seeing in your sights as you're doing that. All right? All right, now... Now, let's work on the speed side. All right. Ignore whether you get all A zones. In fact, ignore if you even, if you don't even get everything in the C zone. 
And maybe, you know what? If you drop a shot off the whole dang target, don't beat yourself up. Let's just see what you can do speed-wise. Let's go fast. All right, go. Bam, and you you whip out a 1.7. You go again, you whip out a 1.6. Okay, when you're not penalizing yourself on accuracy. You recognize, wow, it looks like I just shot that thing with a with a shotgun from, you know, 40 40 yards. Right? Hits all over the place. That that's terrible. You know, that's counterproductive. Except that it's not because when I'm working on speed, I'm working on trying to get more efficient in all the stuff I do, making my getting, you know, making that initial part of my draw, getting my hand to the gun, getting a garment cleared out of the way, whatever, making that take less time. Making getting my gun out of the holster and up to where my hands meet take less time. Making getting my gun out on target take less time. Okay. Make finding my dot or my sights take less time. And some of it is that our brain and our vision needs to catch up with what's happening. Like we, we, we're physically capable of doing all that stuff really fast. And, and maybe even the sights are there half the time, but we're not recognizing visually when things are where, you know, like we're not, we're just not seeing stuff soon enough or fast enough. Okay. Well, the more you expose yourself to that higher rate of speed, the more your brain starts picking up on patterns and you start recognizing things and understanding what's going on a little bit better with greater clarity. And you go, oh, wow. Hey, now I'm starting to see more stuff. All right. After you spend some time practicing on doing things fast and getting more efficient, now let's bring it back into accuracy and speed together. How do we do that? Matthew, what do you think? Yeah, so um, I, I like, you know, how, how breaking down each element is really important. Um, and, and I like, you know, once you, because as, as you're talking, I, I was thinking about this, the skills required to shoot a clean bill drill at seven yards at and, you know, get a time of, I think you said like 2.4 seconds or 2.2, whatever, um, are no different really than the skills necessary to shoot it at 1.6 seconds, right? It's just, we refine those, those skills. And I think um, if we don't ever push ourselves to, to do that, right. Um, our, our eyes will never, it's kind of like a muscle, right? Like if you, if you mm-hmm. work the same muscle and get to a certain point, like where you hit a, hit a certain weight limit and that's all you ever do, you might be really, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You probably got stronger, but you're not going to ever get, you know, be able to lift 200 pounds if you never try to lift 200 pounds. Right. Um, and so I think like if we, if we don't try to shoot faster, our eyes are never going to develop the the necessary, you know, um, sight picture in our mind, the connection to our mind quick enough because it never has to do that. And so um, I, I, I want to caution you guys just to not beat yourselves up. If you run, if, if you seem like, you know, I, I can shoot a build drill clean. It takes me two, you know, 2.2, but I just can't get under two seconds. I guess I can never do it. I don't have the skills or I'm doing something wrong. It, it's likely that you probably have the skills. Um, it's just a refinement of those. So, um, it, and I guess, you know, I probably didn't answer yep. the question about like, once you put them both, both together, right. It's, um, then you're kind of 
pressure testing it. Like what, what can I do when I'm trying to be both accurate and um, get my speed? I, I think um, I'll just really, really quickly. A lot of the, when I'm teaching brand new shooters and I first put them on a, on a timer and, and, and I'll, have them do like a controllability drill. It's basically like a reduced build drill. It's three rounds instead of six and it's done at three yards and like a six inch circle. And I'll just ask them like contextually, what do you think, how long do you think that should take you? And they have no idea because they've never put their shooting skills into any sort of context. And you'll see that, you know, first they're shooting and they're shooting at like three or four seconds. And it's, it's ridiculous, right? Like you're like, I know you can shoot faster and I'll tell them, you know, once, once I see that they have a a, a fundamentals, I'll say shoot faster. And they'll be like, "Ah, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I don't want to shoot faster. I I need to see the sights. I want to be perfect. And I'm like, don't worry about being perfect, shoot faster and and try to push them to, to break out of that, that kind of um, feeling where I'm putting my own self-imposed brakes on. I don't know if that, that answers Mm -hmm. your question at all, but it's, it's sort of kind of what I was thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's pretty common a lot of times uh, amongst shooters and amongst even some instructors where when, I mean, what's the common thing that people will say, Matthew, when let's say you watch somebody shoot a 1.9 build drill, but they drop two shots. What is a common response? Like, how do they fix that? How do they, how do they do better? Yeah, somebody will say, well, just shoot faster or just, you know, squeeze the trigger quicker. But they're already going fast. They're going 1.9, right? Yeah. But they're dropping shots. So conversely, my point is a lot of times people say, well, slow down a little bit. Slow down and get your hits and then try to build that speed back up. Um, mm, that doesn't do anybody any good. Slowing down? Uh, that's not that. I already know if I slow down, I can get all my hits. Right. <laughs> Right. All right. So, so here's here's the key. The key is that we work on accuracy, right, by itself, till we have absolute confidence that we have what it takes, skill wise, fundamental wise, whatever you want to call it, to put hits where we want to. Okay. In in whatever amount of time that it takes, doesn't matter. I just, but I know that I can put the shot right where I want it. Okay. Then we work on going fast, okay? Do, doing things efficiently, implementing speed. We work on speed, all right? In the process of doing that, we learn the, the mechanical aspects. That means, you know, your biomechanics. That means running the gun mechanics. We learn how to, how to do the shooting piece of it fast, okay? The mechanical part of it, all right? But a side benefit of doing things faster than what we're comfortable with is that we give ourselves the opportunity to start seeing things and getting used to things at speed. And as the more we work on that, the more and more we start, it gets easier for us to do things like see, pick up or see our sights sooner being able to track our sights, right? Track them all the way through the recoil arc, all of that, okay? Because the more we expose ourselves to that, the more we start going, oh, I'm noticing a pattern. 
you know, I just, I rattled off five quick shots and I noticed by about the third or fourth shot that I see that my, my sight's doing this and, and kind of coming up to the same point and going back down to the same point every time. And you just start seeing stuff. You're like, oh, wow. Hey, look at that. And you start for the first time in your life, maybe learning how to track your sights and doing other things as well. Okay. So that starts adding up collectively. And then when we bring the accuracy piece back into it, now, now the key is we do all the mechanical things, the draw, getting the hands on the gun, getting the gun on target, all of that as fast as we are able to do. Okay. All of the non-shooting stuff we do as fast as we can. All right, and we should have done a ton of repetitions, and we've put in this effort learning how to to, to develop speed and draw at speed and, and all this stuff, manipulate the gun at speed, and we get that gun up on target faster than we ever ha- have before. All of a sudden, the shooting might almost seem like the easy part because before, when we were getting that 2.1 build drill, we were taking 1.25 seconds just to get the gun up on target just to draw the gun. And so then we felt like we had to run the trigger super fast, faster than what we could shoot reasonably. So we're, so we can try to hit that two second standard. But now I'm able to get that gun out and on target in, in one second or 0.9. Now I've got like one, I've got almost a half second more in time to make six decent shots. Not only that, you recognize, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, instead of trying to run 15 splits, I'm running 20 splits and I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing my dot come up and come back down and I, I'm riding that streak and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my shots, hitting my shots, hitting my shots as I see that dot come back down. Or you're shooting irons and you, and you see that front sight jump up out of the rear notch and you see it come up and you track it and you see it start coming back down and it comes back into that notch and you go, there it is again. And you send the next shot and you're shooting slightly slower splits, but you're doing everything else faster. And suddenly your shooting is easier because you're seeing things better and sooner and you're not having to rush to shoot the gun, but you're doing all the non-shooting stuff faster than you ever have before. Magically all of a sudden, you're nailing 1.9, 1.8 build drills all day long, clean. All right. That's that's what I'm talking about here. And the key is in the moment when we are shooting, when we are performing, and that's what it is. Um, this is what we call match mode or real mode, or I would refer to as simply performance. Okay. Everything else up to this point is training or experimentation, or developing skill. But now is the time for me to shine. Now is the time for me to just run the gun and perform. And the way you do that the best is by worrying about the only thing that matters, seeing your sights on the target and pressing the trigger when you see an acceptable sight picture. That's the only thing that matters. And the faster or the sooner you're able to see things, the sooner that occurs, the better your hits get, the faster you get. And you're doing all the other non-shooting stuff, you know, faster than you ever had before because you've put all this work in. And 
it all comes together. And the only thing you work worry about is what is an acceptable sight picture based on the level of difficulty or distance of the target? That's it. When I'm shooting a stage and I'm going f- like, you know, I put up those point of view uh, camera, you know, uh, videos, right? Matthew, you've seen some of those. And, and, and I will sometimes do that because like, I like posting that stuff. I like people to see like, from my point of view, this looks chaotic to an outsider looking in like, wham, 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 you know, like the gun is just going and, and the red dots jumping up and down. I mean, just like, it's kind of chaotic looking if you, if you're not used to seeing that in the moment, it doesn't look like that to me at all. I'm just looking for dot, 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 trigger, 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 trigger. And it's, it's going lickety split, but I'm seeing sight pictures every time. Okay. And, and, and the only thing I'm wondering about, or the only thing I'm concerned about is, is that acceptable sight picture? Okay. So when, when you see me go to a small popper or a small target at a further distance back, you're going to see everything kind of, kind of pause a little bit because it has to take that pause for things to settle while I'm prepping the trigger a little more carefully because that's what it takes, right? And so then you see this smaller, further away target, bang, bang. But then I instantly transition over to a wide open USPSA target at five yards. And what does that look? I mean, I'm going from this popper, say it, this mini popper at 15, bang, over to this wide open target at five, whack, whack, right? Bang, bang. And because... It doesn't, it's a lot closer. It's a lot easier. And what's acceptable is a lot more generous. And as I, as soon as I see what's acceptable, as soon as I see that dot anywhere in that A zone or close to that A zone, I'm sending that shot. And the gun bounces up and it comes back down. I see that dot come back down somewhere in that A zone. And I send another one. It's all about the visual feedback I'm getting through the sight picture as I'm shooting. And I'm, I'm just, I'm making sure everything else is ready to go as soon as I see the acceptable sight picture. That's all it is. I, I I hope for some people it makes sense. I know for some shooters, depending on what level you're at, you may you might hear this and go, oh, I don't, you know, like it, it, there may be some things that are going over your head or that are not quite clicking yet, and that's okay. All right. Um, but but that's the key. We, 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 we practice accuracy to an acceptable accuracy standard. Then we practice speed and we, we, we push, you know, we want to go to the, to the limit of what we can physically do in an ideal world. And safely, right? And safely, of course. Yes, of course. Always, always, always be safe. And then when we bring the two back together, we shoot as we do all the non-shooting stuff as fast as we can. And we only shoot as fast as we can see acceptable sight pictures. Right on, man. You do that, and you'll get both. You'll get both speed and acceptable accuracy. Yeah, that's that's the craziest part when you tell somebody, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, we want you to get faster and more accurate. And they're like, those two things are, you know, opposites. What Like, if I go faster, I must get less accurate. And it's not, it's not true. You know, to a certain point, yes, right? Like, but, um, but it doesn't have to be uh, to the detriment of, you know, or to the extreme of missing, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. getting back, you know, you're still getting hit. So, um, but it's cool that I think once students start or once shooters start um, 
getting that balance and realize they can shoot fast and be accurate. It's like, you see like the smile lights up, you know what I mean? Cause they start realizing, okay, I I've been kind of looking at this equation wrong. Yep. You know, let me, let me throw out one last thought is that, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, tug of war issues, you know, between speed and accuracy at shooters experience is, um, is where shooters are focused more on an imagined, you know, an imagined uh, cadence that they're supposed to be shooting at. Mm-hmm. And they get stuck in, well, I know or I feel like I'm supposed to go bang, 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 bang. And so that's what they do no matter what they see through the sight, you know, in their sight picture. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the wrong approach, and that that definitely will lead to this tug of war, because the reality is is your skill level will be to a point where there is a cadence that you're you know an automatic cadence, a consistent cadence that you're able to maintain control with, um, and that's but but that that cadence won't be as fast as you are actually capable of going because if you actually shoot at the speed of sight, which is a, a phrase that Matt Little likes to use. Then, then you're going to you, you, things are going to happen a little bit more, more, you know, a little bit faster. Okay, um, and and the key is actually learning what you need to see for it to be acceptable. But don't get sucked into, well, when you know I watched this video online of a guy running a build drill and it sounded like this: beep, draw, bang, 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 or one more shot. I guess that was only five. I guess. Um, but, but in your mind, you think, okay, for me to succeed and get a two second build drill, that's what, that's the pace I have to go at. And so you, you set yourself up and you sort of pre-program yourself to hear the beep and go bang, 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 bang. Right. Was that six or seven? (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, 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 and you're not, you're, you're, you think you're using your sights, but you're actually more just depending upon your index of keeping the gun on the target because you're, you're really ignoring your sights if you're just shooting to a cadence. So shoot to your sights. All right. And shoot as soon as you see a sight picture that is acceptable on you iron sighted guns or shooters, seven yards, build drill, that front sight just has to be somewhere in the rear notch. You don't have to have equal height, equal light. You only need equal height, equal light when you're making a very precise shot. When you're trying to shoot three-inch groups at 25 yards. At seven yards, you just need to see front sight somewhere in the rear notch. Somewhere. Just get it in there. And that's good enough, typically. For a red dot shooter, what's acceptable is you have to get more comfortable with a lot more uh, movement okay, in in the dot and recognizing where it is and, and what's acceptable and what's not. Right, because if you if at, at, on a build drill, seven yards, if if you're a red dot shooter and you see and you see a solid dot, then you're shooting wrong. You're shooting that wrong. Like that dot should constantly be moving. All right, and that's kind of a description between two differences of what's acceptable sight pictures: iron sights, front sight, somewhere in the rear sight, red dot. Never stop moving. It's constantly floating over top of the target area. And at seven yards, I promise you, you can keep that thing within that A zone if your grip is reasonably decent. 
So, yeah, that's I think that's a good place to wrap it up, uh, Matthew. Uh, uh, so speed or accuracy and how to get better at both or how to get both. I hope that there's been some words of wisdom in today's episode that uh, set some of you guys on the, on the right path. What do you think, Matthew? Last, final words? Yeah, and I, I think it's awesome. And the questions, you know, comments and stuff in the in the chat is really helpful. It, it, you know, we get to um, address them specifically. But overall, guys, just and gals, just um, don't don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself because sometimes we do that to ourselves. So, yeah, guys, uh, just a reminder to go check out the Shooter Ready Challenge, ShooterReadyChallenge.com. Also, uh, uh, our, our sponsors, make sure you support them, all right? LaserApp.com, L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com, and Next Level Training, found at NextLevelTraining.com. Uh, yeah, appreciate your support of our sponsors and of our show. Um, we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible without your support and without our sponsors' support and without your support of our sponsors. So finally, before we let you go, we need to do a giveaway. Yes, sir. And we are giving away, I think it's one of these, is it not? Ready Up Gear Pistol Cleaning Kit. So we should have some signups for that, and Matthew is going to pick us a winner. Uh, before we pick that winner, what are we giving away next week? Next week is going to be the Laser Dot Trainer. Sweet. All right, so you guys are going to get the new Ready Up Gear Laser Dot Training Cartridge. Uh, that'll pair very nicely with something like Laser X and uh, to be able to use in dry fire and, and get some data from your dry fire practice. So make sure you're signing up for our weekly podcast giveaways at concealedcarry.com forward slash podcast prize. Here's a drum roll for this week's winner of the Ready Up Gear. Congratulations, Lee. Uh, cleaning kit. Sorry. Yeah, this little cleaning kit from Ready Up Gear. Lee, you won. Your last name starts with a J. I'll be emailing you. Um, if that's your name, if you have the name Lee, check your spam folder. It might have gone to your spam folder. So there you go. Congratulations. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, appreciate you being here with us for this episode. And we will be back here later this afternoon, Jacob and I actually, doing a, a show together at 4 p.m. Mountain Time for those of you that want to participate live. Uh, for those of you listening remotely via the podcast uh, feed, we appreciate you. And uh, yeah, if you're able, ever able to capture catch a live show, you know where to find us, hopefully on Facebook and YouTube. But until next time, a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. Mm -hmm.